All right. What's up? Here we go again. Another lab. Yeah. So one way that I was kind of orienting towards reinterpreting previous labs was asking, um, like, kind of, in what organization are we running the lab? What are the roles and even kind of um, what kind of moment of dialectic or even which house um, are we in? So I don't know if we want to like dictate that or I just I'm pointing to that as something that might emerge as we, awesome. as we begin. And can but I add, can I add strata to that, meta- that list? Oh, yeah. That was just an interesting metadata that I had. Totally. Kind of that's that's noticed. great. That's a great indexing function. So, yeah, dude, let's, you know. Uh, and that came about as I was processing that that previous lab. Mm-hmm. And, and I was creating metadata inside of Rome. And I was like, huh, this is actually interesting, you know, that can cut across um, all, all of the labs. Right. Oh, there, I, there was also intervention. Mm. What moment adding, of the intervention? Yeah, interpretation, attentional support, enactment. Right. And you're talking about work level strata. Are you typing in Rome right now? Yeah. But I don't want to distract us there. Yeah, it's interesting to like try to orient through that indexing system that you just articulated. Uh, in that, I'm not. I don't. I think I'm starting in the. I'm starting in sort of like thought form nine and in context and trying to like globally consolidate um, the nature of the labs that we have been participating in. And then, you know, my attention moves to the parts and, um, as I thought about the parts that we were testing in relationship to one another, um, from your point of view as sort of in the game designer role and my role as player of this game that I want to create, you know, you were hosting me as a game master in a way to, um, explicate the game that's running in my mind and by so doing offer me these two different design game design frameworks the 
the DNS framework and the um, uh, the um, game MDA and Jeremiah and the the oh did I say the DN the DNS framework which is the no no I'm mixing the two up now um, it's okay. what, what I know are what they? you mean the 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 gamist narrativist simulationist or GNS and then the MDA framework the mechanics dynamics and aesthetics exactly exactly right so um, in in you offering me those frameworks to think about the game design what ended up happening was us beginning to create turns for one another in this game that was like running in my mind. So like you helped me draw out um, of my own thought process, uh, a game that was already there. Um, And so I guess the, the, what allowed us to do that was having this objective of creating a game um, the S, the scenario planning game. And however, then in reflection, I felt that the process of doing that with you was so much more valuable than the um, prototype that we were interacting with. Um, and I don't know if that's because of how ephemeral the, the kind of, um, white marker cards were that it was so easy to sort of release some, re, re, erase something. And in my mm-hmm. mind is like, it's like precious or something like that. Like these frame, the ways that I think about um, the dynamics of an organization are like, they're real to me or like they're true or something. And like, I hold on to them dearly because uh, they're sort of my, uh, they're sort of like my ideological principles and yeah. So seeing them just kind of in this like erasable state was destabilizing for you. Yeah. I was like, yeah, it was a little destabilizing and just to even, just even articulate things in such an architectural way to become possible to, to make a game design possible through through that that kind of conceptual architecture was was a was a bit um it was a bit disorienting but then what i noticed was i was so well i felt like so clear for the rest of for this whole week my my the access that i had to my own thought process seemingly was a lot was greater than what I normally have access to. So, um, yeah. So there was something about the way in which you helped me make um, these um, these principles um, that are, to me the way I see things um, in this case, you help them become visible in a way because of taking up 
this role in in as a game designer gave me it let me not make them so sacred as objects uh of of or thinking apparatuses by putting them out in this ephemeral way then i was able to feel more able to kind of think creatively speak off the cuff in ways more poetic i guess um in my dialogues after in the in the remainder of the week so i guess it's that's more kind of elaborated check-in um in my own reflection now having listened to myself it's like i guess i'm in sort of the self house it's pretty psychological in nature i am kind of looking at the relationship between how i observe my context thinking um uh getting deepened by the game design process that opened up more process thinking if i if i had to categorize it um and yeah i think the interpersonal roles that um we were playing with one another in the task house um of kind of game designer player facilitator or coach and client um helped helped um well enabled the 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 lab dynamics that we participated in to influence the rest of my week in a, in a in a particular fashion it was not connected to the kind of physical aspects of the game that was created it that that it wasn't like i gave you those cards and then you picked them back up and then that's what gave you access it was merely kind of the act of creation and testing that did that. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to maybe understand or label like what is it that we did in that lab? Yeah. And in some ways I'm hearing you describe the process of that game creation in a way simulating and making object your thought processes through these through these game elements like cards and actions and exchange and you know numerical values and uh, algorithms um So in a way, the process of game creation is a is in a sense like a simulation of how we're, we're thinking, or or one aspect of how we're thinking. So there's this weird, like, were we creating a game, or like were we running a simulation? And like I think we were doing both, in a sense. Yeah, I guess in 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 other words, what I what has flipped in my mind is that I thought the value would be created as a result of the game um, because of how participants in the game would have to be forced to simulate their own and others' workplace. Now, 
inversely, I'm saying, I think the value that I actually found in, in my own inner workplace was the process of, that we took in designing the game. And maybe the, the notion of the SPG is just a prompt to getting into a game design process whose outcome ha- is in an asymmetrical relationship with the value that they gain from the experience because of translating what that, what having the context of a game design does when they translate that experience back into their actual workplace. It's not, it's not, the benefit isn't, you know, having this like physical game or these playbooks. Right, they're not they taking the box. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. It's, it's that they've unpacked, they've unpacked their boxes in this game, in the game design process and which allow them more freedom or flexibility than back at work. So they're working by working in order to play in the game design experience, they get to have more freedom to play back at work. Yeah, and I think that's helping me understand it like the stimulus shouldn't be striving for creating these games for companies that they then take back and and play or run. Although that may be a helpful thing, but it's only because it's like a happy accident as a result of that process of going through the game design. Yeah, it's like you don't you don't go to happy hour with friends to get drunk. I mean, you go to you use drinks to um experience happiness with friends. If you do use happy hour to get drunk, I mean, you know, you're at risk of being an alcoholic. I mean, not that we don't get drunk at happy hour. It's just to say, why do you go to happy hour? Do you go for the drinks or you go for spending time with your friends? Yeah. It's probably better to go spend time with your friends wholesomely than it is to go for the drinks. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think the, the the question that I'm asking myself is like how was it that the game design process um influenced your thinking in that way? Was it because the game design process is more concerned with or pays more attention to process like the that the process moment of dialectic, like by the nature of that it's a game? Or um or is it because it's so focused on context that like we we had we had like a scaffolding of the game that built this kind of stable context ground that we could then like move into into more process thinking. Yeah, I, I yes, I think it had to do 
like you were able to so quickly understand my context when you took the role on as game master and game designer. Like there yeah, was something, I felt like I was thinking ahead of you. Yeah, there was something like, I don't think if you would have, if I would have been in like teacher mode and you would have been in student, that you would have been so um, adapt. Uh, uh, you 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 wouldn't have been so fluid in your um, in downloading that information from me. There was something about the game environment downloading this as if it was a game that made like that triggered you to be such a fast learner. And then because you were ahead of me in understanding how my principles applied to games, then it allowed me a lot of space to be able to teach you and in a way learn about what I know myself so that I didn't have to be so subject to what I already know or think I already know. Yeah, I feel like we've done a good reflection on on the experience of that lab. I'm curious kind of what do we what's what's our task you know that we want to or are trying to accomplish here and kind of what what are the roles in what or you know what roles do we want to take up? I know that that you had maybe proposed just initially to run this lab to you kind of be in the consultant role and potentially me in the client role. Um, it doesn't matter to me. I just wanted to kind of know where we were at and kind of where we wanted to go. Mm -hmm. Is there anything more that you think needs to be said from your own reflection process that would help us answer the question of how do we proceed? Yeah. Like, can you articulate how you were more poetic in your dialogues or can you, can you point to how the experience in the game design process, like influenced your thinking and dialogues. Are you, are you asking that so that you could better understand or you could better trace a discernible and repeatable process that you helped me arrive at the game? Yeah, I'm kind of I'm asking you about your aesthetic experience of the game that influenced you such that I can try and trace that back kind of like into its design or structure or process. Mhm. Mm
I guess one of the things that really worked well was there was sort of a clear delineation between us in that meeting. Like you have so much more experience and it was so apparent in the game in interpreting me as a game designer or interpreting what I was saying to you as a game. Mm -hmm. You could like, you could like, or it was a way that you were organizing the information to me that then let me both share with you my own thought process in a new way, but then also release um, uh, like a cognitive burden that I was feeling with myself by having my like ideological principle sort of, uh, you know, thought form 13. Um, I was like, you deepened 13 and that, um, that I think maybe, you know, I'm just looking at the contrasting thought form to 13 is 28. And I'm wondering if, um, you helped me, move into transformational thinking in a way that because I don't normally get the chance to be so objective about my ideologies and the way that being in the game design forced me to, it created more freedom for me to then deepen into the contrasting thought form 28, which then, you know, sparked more transformative you know, poetic um, thinking across the rest of my week. Yeah, so me and the game designer role in the creation of this artifact in a way um, is like providing form or structure that you can pour your thinking out into, which is both like cathartic, um, but then also allows you to remake it, as you're saying, kind of in this maybe more transformational way. Mm, no, I wouldn't. I mean, I think that is, that's more of the kind of process interpretation of what I was saying. Rather, I was suggesting that like, by being forced to make object, what I'm subject to through thought form 13, that produced the inverse subjectivity um, of, of more transformational thinking that was available to me. So it had more to do with like um, what I was subject and object to from a, from a sense of like my total understanding of my own like sociological anthropological thinking, like, because we were thinking in a whole system, mm-hmm. you know, the game, we were trying to think in a whole system. So relationally, like the, economics, the algorithms that were produced by these oppositional pairs that were being, that, that, um, were the relationship of 13, were, 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 were the, the contents of 13. Like normally I wouldn't talk about. It'd be a singular concept. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't, or I wouldn't talk about between, I wouldn't, we wouldn't be talking about, oh, what happens when we, the organization is in a contingent versus an institutional state related to like the social media campaign, you know, like normally I wouldn't, that would be implied. I wouldn't, it would just be the case. I wouldn't think be, I wouldn't look at all of the causative mechanisms, the, the 
constitutive relationships of the system at that particular time uh, in my own thought process, which only happened because 13 happened. And I'm saying now relationally I was pushed as well to, you know, in some ways as I moved from, moved from 13 to 28, what I'm suggesting is that like, yeah, two, you know, the contrasting thought form is two. So yes, I was moved into processes where you initially went, but also 16, you know, uh, asserting the value of seeing relationships between things or forms otherwise seen as separate and unrelated, right? Mm-hmm. I was also pushed into 16, which, you know, I didn't even look at the contrasting relationship until you went to two after what I was articulating. And then I naturally just articulated 16 and, and what, um, you know, I think, <clears throat> I think, um, what we could look at is the, is thought form six and, you know, might we be simplifying the topic by asserting that we are dealing with fixed entities aspects rather than something undergoing unceasing change? What emerges if we look at this, at this as a historical process with us in the middle of it, which I think is a lot of ways what we're doing right now by trying to understand you know, what, what, what did we do? What did we happen? Do, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. What, you know, and, and I, and so the, the next question is, are we falling prey to the abstractions here that blind us to the process that's actually going on? And then how would you trace this result to the process that emerged from, you know, which puts, which, which pushes us back to 28 or to seven. So, um, in the contrasting way. Yeah. So I think if we just stay, you know, kind of down at the bottom of the dialectic here, um, let's play the game. Let's play the game but not on let's play the game between the roles. Like let's play the stimulus game today. Let's redesign stimulus as if it's a game that we learned about through your experience in facilitate your experience in facilitating me as a designer and me as a player this week. So we have like the roles that are at hand are, um, designer, player, coach, client. So in other words, if those were the fundamental roles in the task house that produced produced value, generated value so that it can be delivered to a client externally. How would we remake the whole of stimulus through these, the means of production of labs, studios, and salons? Can you just dwell on that question for a second? And and I will too, but I have to run to the loo. Okay.
So how might we remake stimulus? Understanding these, the impact these four roles had kind of previously and how I'm uh, reforming or kind of assuming that, that in the task at hand here is kind of, you know, or the, the means of production, as you say, is in labs, studios, and salons. So, well, in some right, in some ways, we've already done that. I mean, I we already did that on Tuesday. Like, that was the first. How did we do that on Tuesday? I was designer and coach, and you were player and client. Those are roles that I had not ever taken up, nor had my counterparts taken up in doing work together with clients. Mm-hmm. So how is stimulus likely to change further like it's begun to change already? Yeah, I I think just like the injection of this novelty is like a preview for injection of further novelty. Like, in a way, I'm so far from kind of this fixed notion of what stimulus was or is. Um, yeah, there's there's this interesting concept that's kind of coming to mind in, in that, like, each time the lab, like, boots up, it's like a new... We're like spinning up a new server or something. And we're like walking into the, there's like, I don't know, like a dozen avatars or roles that we can like go and choose to then take through the lab. And like, because we're assuming that the means of production is only in these kind of three settings, lab studios and salons. It's like in order for me to work in stimulus, like I have to be doing it inside of for the context of one of those three environments or servers. I mean, that's just like a wholly new concept for me. Cause you know, I think previously I've fixed work as in like, it's more of kind of just like a discovery and then like a, a work it's like a divergent and convergent just thought process. It's okay, let me learn about the problem and then let me, uh, 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 you know, condense it to kind of the singular thing that I'm solving for. Okay, now I'm solving it, so I'm like going out in search of divergent solutions and then I converge on like this solution. But it's it's um, like very absent of the client, like in real time, they're not present usually. There's, you know, kind of minimal exchange usually at the beginning of the project or the engagement, but then it's like we go to our separate camps and don't don't interact. But, like, I think what we're assuming here is that stimulus is only going to be working in a dialogical format from now on, like in direct conversation with 
um, clients. And this is related to some, like I think an epiphany I had had prior where like just understanding it's like the dialogical process like is the work in a way, um, not the work. <laughs> it's, it's the process, it's not the outcome. Um, I feel like I'm very far away from your initial question. Well, I think you were, um, well, let's, let's, um, so will you, so let's switch roles. I want you to step in. Will you step into the coach role so that I can step into the, the game designer role? How would you coach me to design a game for Chad, the client, in what he just said? <laughs> so I just, I just like moved the cards that were in front of me. So, mm -hmm. so this is what now, so th this is me, coach player, and this is you, designer client. Whereas, yeah. They just were. Right. They. It was like this. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's kind of just how I reorganized it. Mm-hmm. So was that reorganization that you just did an interaction? As or a response that... to you, as a response to your proposal. Well, I'm trying to learn from from you right now. Um, so we have, we have the DNS, we have the, the, um, design interaction. I have to pull up my room. Um, mechanics, dynamics, and aesthetics. Yeah. So was, was that switching of the cards that you just did? the byproduct of a dynamic? No, I felt that we were switching roles and therefore that caused me to move the cards, which is a dynamic. That's what's happening in real time in front of me. And then I think the mechanic is that like there's like the Chad board and the Nate board and the cards get shuffled based on what roles they're taking. And you took the action of making a proposal to switch roles or you just like, we got to the milestone of, okay, let's check in and figure out who's, or we had the opportunity to switch or take on new roles here. You took that action and therefore I switched the cards. Mm -hmm. And then, and then I, and, so I went aesthetics, dynamics, mechanics, and then back to dynamics, aesthetics. So now I'm feeling like I'm in the, in the uh, client, I'm sorry, the coach player role, and you're the designer. Uh, I yeah, because I think you're you're interpreting you're interpreting me, and so I asked I asked for help. Essentially, I was saying, "Hey, is I, I'm just a learner of the 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 game design system, and so Chad, teach um, teach me how you did that um, when we switched roles just a second ago." Did did I see that accurately? And then you reinterpreted what I said in a, in a deeper 
more um, robust way. Yeah, and so like I took it a little further. Hold on, hold on, I'm just I'm doing the cable here. Um, mm-hmm. Right, so you were asking for help as a designer. Mm-hmm. So that's why you pushed me into the coach row so I could kind of help you to develop in the designer role. And I don't know if this is directional or not. No, it's, I think it's actually this way. Because because then you can play the game. Well, actually, it's more like this. I don't know. This this is just kind of how I was thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um. But I just did it. I wasn't really helping or coaching you. I kind of just gave you the answers or interpreted on my own. Okay. I guess my mind's going in, in two directions now. One is, like, what, what did you do from last lab to this lab? And then what what needs to get done from this lab to the next following the process that you used between last lab and this one, but amending it to get to a new outcome in the next lab that we have? I actually went, like, to the week prior. Hmm. Um, to kind of reinterpret or reprocess that that lab, um, so I kind of skipped back over what we had done on Tuesday. So I could do that where this then over the next few days I revisit what we did on Tuesday, but in ways I think we've already moved past or beyond that. I mean, one thing I've started to do is I've started to just use these cards to begin to represent how I'm conceiving of different things. Um, Kind of on the side, I was I was interacting with the cards in this way just to help me better understand how I want to use Realm as a thinking tool. Um, To better understand that or to better give it some structure and then understand how its parts are interrelated or how I see them as interrelated and then how it can help support me accomplish some of the things that I would like to do, like specifically around generating more content, whether that's in uh, audio or written form, textual content, I guess. Um, And it's also spurred me to use these tools as props in this lab um, As as well, so, yeah. So in a way, like using these tools and props, like is is just now a natural part of the process and working in this way as like stimulus is hosting or is in these labs. Like I'll just always have my prototyping kit <laughs> with me wherever I go as 
as like a support tool. Because I also think that that can help make the interactions when I am in designer and consultant role or designer and coach role towards a client player, like we were in those roles on Tuesday, can can more seamlessly operate because there's like an established established lexicon, established like you know, there's little cards and there's big cards. We use just one color. We use two colors, and then, you know, we exchange. You know, we exchange cards. We write cards for one another, and then, you know, start to kind of understand that. There, like, there was an interesting because you were kind of talking about being able to hold like both the positive and negatives in your mind as as you're bringing interrelated ideas to one another. And that was just simply because there's two sides of a card. So it's like you're able to hold this contingent or institutional state because it was like represented as a card. And that that led to access to more complex thinking. So I think what I'm uncovering is like some of the dialogical uh, – like – the embeddedness of dialogical thinking in some of the ways in which we're using those tools. So like, I think in a way it's like better understanding or exploring that. Yeah. I think, I think you would want to change your cards then if you're um, going to translate what you saw to be helping me in our previous lab um, here So, in other words, player and coach are um, on one side of of the spectrum, and designer and client are on the other. So, when I'm when one person's in in player mode, that that creates the oppositional other. So it's like magnets. So do the, I'm wondering if these roles need further delineated from one another to kind of find the way their common ground is being created in any one moment that we're playing. Yeah, well, I had had them as separate, and then now I have them I, – I put them on both sides. So ah. you, you flip them like that. I see. I guess the problem that doing it, I guess, does does doing it like that cause a problem for for you in that it allows for too, I mean, is that too many variable states for the, where the, um, the mechanics of the game are? In other words, are, is, are the mechanics of the game defined enough for the amount of dynamics that putting four cards with two two sides out is ready for? 
No, I think we're ready for it. I, uh-huh. you, you, you had, you clarified the distinction. Well, I, I mean, you clarified the distinction, but then you also asked us to kind of find like, the common ground. So I was asking, like, you know, is it possible for, or how might someone both embody the player and the designer role, um, and someone embody the client and the coach role? And I, I don't know that that makes much I don't know that that makes sense. What I think putting them on the spectrum as you, huh. well, you as coach and client, and then me as player and designer. Yeah, I think that that's that is actually because it flips. It's a dynamic. If you if you delineate them too far from one another, it doesn't show the oppositional unity between the difference. That 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 the difference creates rather. So, yeah. Right, but it's almost like I think the point is that they're not fixed, they flip. They flip. Even within yeah. a lab, the the point is is to flip them. Right. Like um they're not fixed. And there's a move that you can take that would flip you from one to the other. So what? Something what, happens. Yeah. Okay. So how would you set up the board if? How would you set up the board in order to deal with the topic of using Rome to more publicly demonstrate your thinking? So we're in a lab right now, and the task is to figure out how to leverage Rome to generate textual output. And currently, Chad is in the the client player role, and Nate is in the designer coach role. Because you you asked me how I might do this, and, and you're framing it kind of in you know, the, the ways in constructing the, the game. And so, I mean, you actually asked me to design it. Um, so you're coaching me as a designer. And then so that you can play. So in a way, I'm kind of supporting you as a coach to me as a designer to cre- to recreate stimulus, which is kind of your first prompt. Mm-hmm. So th- that's the board that I had created here. <laughs> cool. Okay. 
how do we use that board to arrive at an output? You, you need to coach me to be a designer so that you can play this game. So what's the story that you are, what, what would be a real-time way that you would narrate the story of how um, you're teaching me to become a designer so that I can become a player for stimulus so that you can become a consultant to Noun and Outcome? I, well, the way I'm conceiving of it is, oh, hey, I'm, let's stop, yeah. let's stop here, let's, because okay. it's an hour, um, and then start again. <laughs>